Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. If life is not really working out the way that you want it, perhaps there is a block in the way. And that's really tricky because you can go through a lot of personal growth material, a lot of podcasts, and the fact is that you're still the same person, that you've still got the same problems at the end of the day. You might have picked up a hack here and there, but there you are, same problem. So what do you do with this? Sometimes it's even worse. Sometimes you might not even be at a place where it's acceptable. So a lot of us are in an average place. We've got our, our own issues to work through. We get some hacks and we upgrade a little bit, but we're still in that same boat. Some of us, though, we're in an even worse spot. We're right down at rock bottom. And you could call these people losers. And whatever you do or whatever they do, it's extremely hard to get out of that place, both physically and mentally. So this episode will focus on how we can actually move forward to the next level. As I always talk about in this system, we talk about personal growth based on mathematics. And the mathematical personal growth is based on the equation that you subtract the negatives before you add the positives. So by subtracting the negatives, it's kind of like if you're going to build a massive mansion. The mansions are the upgrade, the, the beautiful house, the jacuzzi, the spas, the, the everything. If it's built on a crappy foundation, then it's just not going to work out. But if you set the base right, if you clear out all the crap and rubbish, make a strong, firm, flat foundation ready to build upon, that is the right place to start rather than building on this crappy foundation that's just going to allow all of your hard work just to topple over when you need it the most. So let's begin. First of all, I think it's important to categorize why you are the way that you are. So we can look at this in two ways, either if it's situational or genetic. So situational is basically looking at your location, your peers, traumas that you've been through, experiences, all of these little issues that have affected you in some way or another, and here you are affected by them. Effectively, you're scarred up by these experiences to some degree. In other ways, you've been built up, but we're focusing on the negatives today. The next part is looking at the genetic parts. And these are things like race, things like ability and disability, as well as family. Because, face it, some of us are just extremely poor athletes. And one of these people could just like dedicate their entire existence to becoming the world's greatest runner. And they wouldn't even make number one in their, in their local track meet. They're just genetically not designed to run. Now, I'm not turning you off running, but I'm just giving an analogy. There are also people who are just don't have abilities in different areas, and this restricts them. So we just have to realize what it is. So when we have that, we have to, first of all, optimize what these things are. So that basically looks at the situational things, but we'll come back to that first. The genetic things is looking at the race, 
the ability, disability, and family. Now, family, you can't really change. But disabilities, you can certainly minimize these, and abilities, you can increase. As I mentioned before, we optimize this. It doesn't mean that we totally ignore them or that we, we go and make them our new absolute strength because in some cases we're not able to, like I said about the running example. Other things like race, age, other things, you know, we can't actually change. So that brings us to the next part, and that's accepting. So this is not a cop-out. It's basically awareness only. So why is this so important? It's because that if you don't spend the effort fighting the unchangeable, then you'll be able to work through the issues and be aware of its objective limitations. Because if you have these limitations, they will come up when you don't want them. Kind of like holding down a beach ball. You can hold it down for a while underneath the water, but eventually it's going to want to pop up. And usually in life it pops up at all the wrong times. So make sure that we work through these issues at the right time. As far as the situational categories, these things are much easier to work through. And we're going to look at that in this next section. In looking at situational parts, we basically divide this into three different categories, the past, the present, and the future. And our approach is similar to genetics in some ways. Firstly, we have to come to terms with how we have arrived there. Secondly, we use something kind of akin to schema therapy in psychology, and that is there are multiple, sometimes countless aspects that contribute to the way that we are. And then finally, we unpack it, and we use different tools and techniques, and we're going to look at these specifically. So a lot of the time, we have people that are really scarred, and they're antisocial. Not antisocial as in one of those people who is absolutely narcissistic or sociopathic, but more that they've just been hurt in the past. It, it doesn't have to be abuse or trauma. It can just be the way that you were treated as you are growing up, or maybe the way that people talk to you, or the way that people visualized you. And this plays into your mindset. If you've been treated as a certain way for many years, and then you suddenly an adult and you've got all your cognitive processes, it doesn't negate all the bad things that have happened to you. So in order to work through this, you meditate on the past aspects. You set aside a time for this. So as I say all the time, a time and a place. You don't spend all of your time going through this and thinking about it during the day. You set a period of dedicated time and get through it. So you work through your past. You look at the your timeline, you look back and you see when you were in, in college, when you were in school, when you were a, a, a younger child, as late, as early as you can remember, and you try and recollect all the traumas that you can. And step two, it, we kind of use a timeline therapy, sort of, kind of like NLP, and we get a resources perspective. And that's basically where we, we go back to that place. So say, for example, you were bullied in kindergarten. And you might think that it had no real effect on you today, but then you look around and realize, hey, I actually don't have any friends. So what you do is you go back to that place, you visualize it the best that you can, you realize what's happened, and then next time you visualize it, you imagine 
that you're there with all of your strength, with all of your skills, with all of your confidence experience, you at your peak and you're in that situation, that you deal with that situation, that you comfort yourself and you see once you've handled it properly, what the knock-on effect would be for the rest of your life. Now, if you do this properly and you look from your past towards your present, you can see that the way that you've handled things has had a positive effect rather than a negative effect. And this infers a new sense of strength rather than weakness. And this will help you so that when you learn about some communication skills, like we talked about last episode, it's not simply a hack. It's something that you can really use to upgrade yourself on top of a strong foundation. So once you've done this, you go back to the present and you say, is this actually ecologically feasible? So if you went back into the past and you knocked out the bully and you come out to the present and then you're in a situation where you've got problems at work, are you thinking, well, I'm really confident I can go and knock out the boss? I mean, that's just antisocial and wrong. So you go back and you fix it the right way. You get the point. Now, the thing is that you have to do this multiple times for multiple different traumas because there are so many aspects of the past that have messed us up. So that's why counselling is so popular because there is so much to work through. But if you've got half a mind and there's nothing too traumatic, I mean, it goes without the usual waiver that if it's really crazy, you have to seek professional help. But if you can go back and work through this stuff yourself, you'll find that you can go through so much of this. When you do the ecological check, look at should you treat people in the way that you have been? What are the implications? And where you are today, can you carry it out? And will it apply to your day-to-day living in a positive way? So that, in a nutshell, is dealing with the past, working through all of those issues. It's so important that you actually do this because a lot of us listen to this sort of stuff, maybe do it for one thing and say, well, that was interesting, but spend a few t- a bit of time on it. Maybe spend maybe once every couple of days for a month even, just for like 20 minutes, just going through this, and you'll find at the end of the month you're just in a different place mentally. And that brings us to the present. The present is where we check where we are right now. We make sure that the past has worked, that we've cleared out all of the crap that we've gone through, and at the present, we're in a great place. Now, we have to make sure that the past healing is congruent with with where we are in the present, otherwise there's no point in even talking about this section. So I just have to keep going on about this. Make sure you deal with the past at the right time, otherwise it will come up to be dealt with at some other time. Now, now, with the present, you have to elevate the present to what you need it to be. So this is where we cross over and this is where we look into upgrades. So this is a positive aspect of mathematical personal growth. And in the Olfordood system, we looked at the attitude, the amplitude, the altitude, and the aptitude of the alpha dude. And that's basically bringing on all these skill sets and the way that you communicate, which will make you stronger and more efficient in everything that you do. It also helps as part of the attitude if you remain present focused and that you deal with things in the time and place. 
If you use any of the psychological techniques we've talked about before, make sure you use the framing ones because they are so important. I've talked about next level framing in past episodes. So it's important that you frame yourself in the best positive way. And the only way you can do that is by clearing out the past and having a powerful frame for where you are right now. And then there's the other frames, the frames around you, the situational frames. So if you're in a situation, a meeting, then you frame that situation so that you're in control, that this is your reality. And then you finally you get to the last frame, which is the other person's frame. And if you're dealing with somebody and they're, say, aggressive, then you have to put a frame around them too. So you can do that with a pity frame or you can use another frame. And the way to communicate that can be by giving them a pet name or something that puts them in a box that keeps them away from you from hurting you. Now that's in the aggressive point of view. Obviously in the positive point of view, which we're all aiming towards, you can frame people as beautiful people that are just like you. Everyone's created in God's image and has inherent values. So these people are just super important and that you should actually love them. And by seeing them as that and seeing them that they've probably scarred up and haven't dealt with their past, you can overlook a lot of their weaknesses. But obviously, you're not their boxing bag. So there's a time and a place for all this stuff. I hope that you get the gist. It's so hard to put everything into one short episode. But basically, when dealing with the present, make sure you fix the past. Make sure that you're focused on the moment, that you've got the upgrades growing, going, and deal with the frames, both for yourself, situation, and the other person. Now, finally, the future. The future comes in the form of goals, plans, and ideals. Now, personally, I like to focus on the short and medium term. Because if you deal way too far in the future, a couple of things happen. The first thing is that you never actually live in the moment right now. But the other thing is that if you have some grand vision about how things are going to be in 10 or 20 years, the fact is you're probably going to come back to now and say, well, today is pretty average compared to there. And that can be discouraging for a lot of us. So I think that it's good to have a plan for your days that are predicated on your plans for the week, which have monthly reviews built in, which are based around yearly goals. And of course, these yearly goals can have something longer, like maybe up to a five-year plan. And beyond that, I think there should be some sort of vision, not concrete, but something that's built on hope and dreams and an awareness that if the five-year plan actually works out exactly as you want, then your next part, the 10-year plan of your life or your legacy, will start to be even bigger than you can actually imagine right now. And that's why it's so important because if you say right now, in 10 years' time, I want to be this, if you do everything right for the first year or for the first five years, by the time you get to that, your goals and your ambitions will be way bigger than what you currently have in mind right now. So just be open, be flexible in the approach, but have some sort of idea about where you want to go. Now, as far as the future and the past, there has to be a time and a place for it. So you have to dedicate some time to working through the past. You have to dedicate some time to looking at the future. And for me, I think it's best to do it in one sitting, say, let's say New Year's, if you're going to do that. 
And then when you go through it, look at it on a weekly basis through your diaries. Check out your monthly progress and then review it at the end of the year. And that way you're aware of what's happening, but you're not constantly focused on the future. And that frees up your conscious mind. As we talked about, you've only got so much information that you can process consciously, and you need that to focus presently to make the best of right now. So make sure that you work through the past, that you have your plans set for the future, and that you put the upgrades in place for the present, framing yourself, the other person, and situation as you need to, and you will finally start to overcome all of the stuff that's been holding you back. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.